0: Not all marriages are perfect. In fact, the romantic, glamorous marriages that Hollywood portrays in film and TV is anything but reality in homes around the globe. Marriage takes work, dedication, and from what we recently heard from Brian Fleming, clear communication. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. And this week, we are tackling the tough subject of marriage. How can we strengthen our messy marriage? Or how can we maintain our solid marriage? No matter where you find yourself with your spouse at the moment, we are here with someone who is going to give us godly advice on how we should tackle a marriage that is dealing with mental health issues or addictions. After 35 years of very intense marriage, which included separation four times and filing for divorce twice, they stuck it out. And now they help other couples who have faced severe mental health and addiction issues in their marriage. Their writings blend faith and psychology in loving, non judgmental ways. I'm with our Christian Bolin, lead business consultant and author. Christian, thank you so much for joining us today on the Counterculture Mom Show.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me, Tina. This is really exciting.
0: It's exciting for me to see you separated four times, divorced almost twice, and you're with the same person. So you should win the Hollywood Award on these award shows. Yay! How about
1: that? (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: And I thought, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm comparing right now. I thought we were bad, which we were bad. But if you can make it, we can make it. And anyone else watching this program today, they can make it.
1: That really is an implicit message that we hope comes out, yeah.
0: The bomb while you're going through it, you're like, how am I going to use this? And God's like, oh, you have no idea, Christian. You have no idea.
1: Right. Okay. So true.
0: <laughs> you're a professional communicator, best selling author, award winning developer of learning materials for Fortune 500 companies. And your wife, mm-hmm. Helen, is a beloved homemaker, ever compassionate helper to those with physical and mental health challenges. Yeah. Christian, we know that the stats are getting much worse due to this pandemic. How common is mental illness in the U.S. today?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So even before the pandemic, statistics showed that, uh, and that's pretty recent, about three years ago, that is uh, 49% of people in their lifetime would have some type of a mental illness episode, wow. sometimes sustained. Uh, with the pandemic, we've absolutely seen that rising. And, and I hate to point the finger at social media, but it is a fact, particularly with younger people, there's powerful research that says that anxiety, depression, loneliness are really increasing suicide with the younger generation and you know not just that lifetime statistic but also before the pandemic that 20% of people in any given year would have some type of mental health and technically addiction from the psychologist uh, perspective is considered a mental health issue so we do call it out separately in the title of our book but they are kind of intertwined there and Divorce rates rose substantially in the pandemic and um, uh, domestic violence.
0: Wow. On so many levels, it really created havoc. And of course we want to have a relationship with the Lord and then a relationship with our spouse and then our children and then ministry. And I think it's so critical and look where Satan is attacking the most, our relationship with the Lord. And then second is marriage. You are one person I know that can help the masses here. Many, many marriages, millions of marriages, because you've been through the ringer like 47 times. So you and your wife, Helen, have had an incredible last 35-year journey. Both of you have multiple mental health disorders. Helen is physically disabled. You're a recovering drug addict. Way to go for getting past that. And you are also, on top of all that, unable to have children. It's like, my word, your marriage was brutally, brutally difficult, and you even separated four times, filed for divorce twice. Here you are, strong and happy. How did you survive all that? How did that happen?
1: God first, honestly. And I just want to add that you know, we are willing to put ourselves out there in great detail, Because it's necessary to talk about tough stuff. And our book is not graphic and, you know, it won't make people feel like cringing and uncomfortable kinds of things, but, but it's very transparent. And uh, one of the unique things is that my wife describes how she felt years ago in each chapter. There's a perspective and you really get this juxtaposition of what it's like as the spouse struggling, but what it was like for her. It's not easy for her to always feel like the bad person, but you know, b- bottom line is the transparency is necessary and it's fascinating Tina that just yesterday I met with some folks, one was from Dominican Republic, two were from Cuba and they said there is no book like this in Spanish and there nobody will write a book like this because in that culture they do not talk about stuff like this but these problems of course exist, it's necessary. So they they admire American culture in the sense that they're willing to talk about this. But even in our culture, there's still that bit of taboo and, you know, the social media image of everything looks perfect. And by the way, um, behind me here is evidence of not so perfect. A closet rod fell down in the bedroom (laughs) yesterday and it's all piled up. My wife's crafts are all over the place. You know, it's kind of symbolic of stuff happens and life's really difficult and it is not as pretty as we make it out to be. So this feels good when people see that, wow there really are other people out there struggling like I am.
0: Absolutely. And your memoir is so raw and real. Can you give us some examples of how intense it is? Can you like go through a journey of the bullet points of your marriage, of how it was great, then all of a sudden a bomb with drug addiction or the mental health issues, and then you separated and then how did God bring you back together? And that happened four times, Can you walk your life with the major parts of your marriage and how God finally solidified it this last time?
1: Yeah. So my drug addiction was before we were married. Uh, And I also didn't understand my own mental health issues, but I have bipolar too. And I look like the, you know, perfectly normal, healthy guy right now. And thanks to medications, which I do believe are, are totally, you know, helpful and they've been helpful for my wife and me. I feel fantastic for the last 10 years, but I didn't realize how my own state of mind contributed. But my wife, she was like the perfect compliment to me when we met, she seemed so with it. She had a job way better than I did. And um, she warned me though, that she said, you shouldn't marry me, I'm I'm a witch. Quote, that's what she said, I mean it. And she said, I have a lot of problems. And I just kind of dismissed it. And I had really strong faith in God. And and she was getting more serious about God at the time in her life. And I just really felt that with with his help and healing, that everything would be okay. It was kind of naive. You know, we we tend to think that just because God will help, that he'll sort of take it all away. But that absolutely did not happen. And so within the first year, I totally was at the point of collapse and uh, finally started talking to the outside world about it because you tend to not do that. But I had to i was going I was crushed, and so I had to tell my parents about what was going on, and we separated for the first time and you know we got back together, but problems continued with intensity you know she began to get into psychiatric hospitals, treated with some medications I began to see therapists and so forth so around that time I was working in juvenile corrections with court committed teenagers who uh, males all males who had you know committed various serious crimes and killers and very disrespectful uh, really hard during the day but I did learn a lot about myself it helped me recover and I also learned a lot about psychology and principles like setting boundaries which is a critical theme and a skill that has to be learned in relationships like that so it was also god's helping me helping me recover and learn and grow and also how to handle my wife's situations but in my you know i think it was the second year of marriage that there, there were still terrible episodes like every three days there would be major meltdowns like like just freaking out and and screaming and not wanting to stop and following me around the house even when i would close myself in a door and uh and you know it was it was so like beyond what you would consider reasonable and normal but to her, it was like, oh, why don't you love me more? And, and what, you know, and, and she would snap out of it and expect me and say, I have anger issues. Why can't you just let go of it? I mean, why can't you be more loving? And And so basically, for those years, there would be progress. Every separation led to progress. Mm-hmm. They were painful, very disruptive, <clears throat> but there were limits being set and new understanding and growth. That's really a key message is that I had to learn how to take care of myself, protect myself and, you know, at some points in there, though, it felt like it was not going to work. So headed for divorce and then something would happen and God would change my heart and the most dramatic was I had bought her a house. I mean, this was it. I was absolutely we were living in different states. And my wife slipped in the bathtub and she already had a paralyzed leg, but she slipped and shattered that leg and was stuck alone in the house. Uh, And God's miracle, our our nephew moved into town, a teenage boy lived with her and helped her like get around. Because while I did have some contact with her, I was not going to take her back. And that's, you know, and she felt the weight of, wow, this is it. What am I going to do? And she came to God in a way that she had never done before, made some significant changes. And I thought, well, that's it. This is, you know, everything's going to be better. And we were really communicating better, but uh, no, we did get back together. Um, We continued to have problems, but it still was a major, major step forward. And then the last major step was, uh, When she discovered dialectical behavior therapy, my wife's diagnosis, the main one is borderline personality disorder, and she's bipolar. Either of those are just insidious, difficult conditions, but she has both. The final chapter of our book is joyful, after all, because gospel joy and peace are much deeper and much more sustaining in things that are that difficult the happiness is there from time to time. I mean, like really just enjoying life, loving each other. We really are a happy couple in many ways in recent years, but there are times that are still brutally difficult. Like this last month has not been easy.
0: Well, we will be praying for you guys. And the people watching this show will be praying for you. And I can tell you a lot of people watching this are right now saying we are not alone. I can't relate to a majority of what you just (laughs) shared, but I know a lot of people can. So I greatly appreciate you being raw and real. The blessing in all this, too, is that you both have seen progress with each other over the years. And when people get divorced and move on, now there's some situations, you know, where, and I'll leave that up to God for another episode, another time, where That might be necessary. I still am 110% behind the fact that God designed marriage to stick with it through death till you part type situation, if at all possible. And the blessing was sticking with it. Even if you separate and come back together is the fact that you get to see how God is working mightily through both of you together as a unit, as a couple and with each other individually. And you miss out on that if you start over with another person who also has their whole bunch of suitcases of baggage with them. So kudos to you on the amazing ministry God has birthed through your harrowing experience. It just blows my mind how what you went through is now blessing a lot of people because you're being obedient to what he wants to do with it. Unreal. Okay. um, Yes, so fantastic. What have you learned? And I know you probably could, give me 10 things. But what are the, some of the top things you've learned that you've decided to share with the world as a result of what you've right. just been through?
1: Well, first of all, starting with God. But I, I add that the Bible is about God and his salvation and helping us you know, save from spiritual death and, and all the negative effects of sin, which is very important in marriage. And that's an absolute dimension that affects marriage. But There's a lot of great wisdom from, uh, you know, psychology professionals and research and marriage professionals. And so the the message that what we found is that you need to blend them. And that's why we presented in this book. And it's really quite unique is that when you blend solid Christian teaching and principle with these well-researched, you know, for world-renowned researchers, uh, psychology principles, you really get a winning formula. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, we could start viewing our spouses as just this sort of basket case of all these uh, mental health problems. But you lose sight of that beautiful bride or that wonderful groom that you love so much, that really person that you love, and they're still there. And they have certain needs, uh, just like any couple. And so if you don't learn basic marriage skills at the same time, you can get too fixated on their mental health problems. And, And by the way, Globally, I should even back up. This is not about fix your spouse. So that's the other thing that we've learned that we share with the world is this is about how about what can I do to empower myself? You know, the Bible message is not that, you know, you you know, God uh, gives you excuses because of the tough times around you. It's about lots of stories of people who have been in tough times. Jesus said, you will have trouble in this world. So now what are you going to do in the face of adversity? And when you take on God and you accept the challenge that he has given you, because marriage in many cases is a God-given challenge that we didn't sign up for. I hear that all the time. I didn't sign up for this. I said it myself. But if we accept that God wants us to learn from that, the blessings, every one of our chapters in the book ends with a section called Spiritual Blessings of Patiently Persevering with your spouse and like you mentioned just a bit ago the blessings are abundant if you can do that but i do want to qualify all of this i i wouldn't want any of our listeners to think that there is an absolute mandate that you're going to persevere in an abusive relationship that is just consistently severely and hopelessly abusive i do not believe that god expects us to endure and there is a time that a relationship needs to end, and only God can give us the wisdom to know when that is. But there are times that it is just not okay, and we do have a chapter devoted to that. Um, but in, our, our belief is that in the majority of circumstances with God as a partner, you will find the strength and the wisdom to persevere.
0: I couldn't agree more with your <laughs> statement, and thank you for including that in your book. Since we're talking about the chapters, there are— some top 10 to 12 ways that you said marriages struggle and there's blessing if you stick with it. Can you go through those topics? And they also are basically your chapters of your book and just give people a glimpse of what you all cover in this phenomenal read.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the spouse that suffers with this situation, uh, whether they have mental health issues or not, they're going to feel things like this, like how can I start feeling like myself again? Because y- your world gets blown and you, you it changes how you feel. And if you don't learn to manage your emotions, you, you, you're just not going to be able to deal with it. And so there's a fundamental skill there of dealing with your feelings or I'm starting to doubt myself. My wife, I mean, when people with borderline personality see the world so different and they're intent on making you see it their way, they're just pounding it into your head which makes you question your own reality and the pain of it all makes you question your faith. So I'm starting to doubt myself and my faith. You got to get on rock solid foundation. You can't just live like that. How about can I survive this? I mean, I frequently felt that way or it's not fair. And it isn't fair. And with mental health, the, the unfairness gets way worse than like who's going to do the laundry or who does more with the kids. That every marriage is unfair in some degree. But with mental health, it strikes at a much more hurtful, confusing level. My needs are not being met. Oh, mm. I mean, that's a tough one. I'm totally drained and I'm afraid, you know, that's, that's a feeling that we have. My spouse is walking all over me. I just, I'm, I'm not in control of my own life. I can't hit the brakes in my own car. I can't plan anything. My heart breaks for my spouse. You see awful things happen to them. It's hard to endure. And the last one is perhaps the most hurtful that just builds over the years. And that is my hopes for what my life would be are unraveling. Mm. You know, we have these mm. deeply held dreams, to use a phrase from Gottman and Silver's Uh, wonderful book. We have these deeply held dreams and those get kind of squashed one at a time and we got to find a new destination and we can.
0: Can you and your wife today with where you both are with getting on the straight and narrow and back together stronger than ever is what you had said earlier. Do you both speak today at different events? Like, Can people have both of you talk and is she okay with her life being, I'm sure you guys have talked about this in that book that you have. You're very raw and real for both of you. Has she given you her blessing and said, yes, let's share this. Let's reach a lot of people. And does she do a lot of mentoring to other people that have gone through what she has experienced?
1: Well, first of all, the idea for the book actually came from her. Uh, She had said for years that you need to write a book about this. And so she's, she is definitely okay. She has told people for years, very candidly about her situation. So, but, you know, speaking in public, um, my wife's a very ad hoc comedian. Uh, You know, people see us, they're like, you know, we are polar opposites, polar opposites. And, you know, (laughs) so if we were to be in, in public, I would do most of the talking and she would interject some wild off the wall story or, They crack jokes and everybody would be like, (laughs) so we really are a lot of fun together, but you know, uh, getting like commitments, I mean, there's a chapter, I can't plan anything because will she feel well enough to go out? I mean, she has a variety of physical problems, mental health, so that's just the reality of our situation, and you know, I've said like when we calendar something, it's, you pencil it in and it might jiggle off the page, and I've just got to get used to that, nothing, is really calendared when it involves the both of us. So it makes it tricky to, to set up a, a, a both of us speaking engagement.
0: Unreal. You have encouraged me so much by your story right now, because even though you've gone through a lot of hard things together and separately, you still both got back together. And it's not as though you're living in a hole and hiding from people. You have books written you do interviews, you talk about it, you're at speaking engagements, you're putting your, what a lot of people would think, embarrassing past out on the stage for everybody to see. But the beautiful thing in that is that people are helped that think there's no hope for them. They can relate to your story right now, the last 25 minutes, and I've met a lot of people over the years speaking myself that told me a lot of stories not quite as crazy as yours, but close where they think no one else is going through what they've gone through or how do I get help? No one's talking about what happened to them for me to be able to have a mentor or learn from. Kudos to you for doing that. For people tuning in right now that might have a spouse that has mental health issues, some kind of an addiction, can you give some examples to close out this phenomenal interview with what a person can do independently within their control with God to get through the tough times with their marriage, with a spouse that's going through this.
1: Yeah. I think the subtitle of our book, the first word is hope. So the hope that our story is added to provide hope. Uh, beyond that, there The first thing that we need to do is not decide to try to fix our spouse, but to help ourselves independently. And we also reference several other blockbuster uh, books that I think are so important, but it's about filling, to use Tim Keller's analogy, filling your own love tank so that you can give love and you can't get that from anywhere but God. You know, the taking the biblical view of marriage that it's meant to last that with God's help, you can find strength. And if a person is a bit superficial in their faith, a marriage like this will bring out everything. You just have to get everything that you've got to read and to study and to get closer to God and to find his power to lift you. And what does that do but infuse Christian uh, behavior? It it facilitates the development of Christ like change, that transformation that the Bible talks to us about.
0: Thank you for everything that you're doing. On your website, if you go to rchristianbolin.com, this will be in the show notes, everyone. What can people find on your amazing, beautiful website for resources?
1: Yeah, so that, you know, four chapters to be downloaded right off the bat, I think is a helpful introduction.
0: I, I know, Christian, that what you said today is going to help so many people on a level that they never heard before, where they can easily relate to and say, finally, someone who's speaking the truth that can help me and guide me. So thank you.
1: Tina, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor. And I, I hope this uh, message has helped and touched um, your listeners as well, because I know a lot of people are suffering out there.
0: Absolutely. Stick with it, everyone. Keep digging for the gold in your marriage. Do not give up. Christian, you rock. Keep at it.